Previously on Adventure They Wrote. You are all able, with the help of the fish guts and the knowledge of the pattern that you identified, you're all able to make it to the ship quietly enough that you're unnoticed. Max, the detective, would love to check for traps. Go ahead and roll a perception check. Nine total. You're not able to find any traps. That old question, was I not able to find them because they're not any there? Chris... Do you remember off the top of your head how much damage purple worm poison does? I'm going to open the box. Oh, what's in the box? No traps. There is a dagger inside. Good. <laughs> um, but it's a very strange dagger. It looks like a giant tooth, and there are very intricate carvings all along what on a metal dagger would be the blade. Gilly, you hear the sound of a crossbow firing and the sound of someone dying quietly. They call it the City of Splendors. Jewel of the North. Eh, maybe. Down here in the Dark Ward, it's more like the City of Secrets. Everyone has something they're hiding. Criminal enterprises, a noble's affair with a commoner, magic items of untold power. But what do I know? I just sell the news. Yeah, to some it's the City of Splendors. To everyone else, it's just water deep. Yes, so for his first reaction is to find cover because he doesn't know where uh, the assassin is firing from. Um, okay, uh, Chris, yeah, you think um, the the bottom of the scaffolding is cluttered enough that you can, and you're small enough that you can probably hide down there. So does Gilly, like, very si- like quietly go, hit the decks, because we're, we're on a deck. Right, so here, yeah, that's 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 real good. <laughs> you, the the door the door is right over there, Talia. <laughs> Make a stealth check for me, okay? Um, but do it with advantage, okay? Okay, I uh, got a nineteen. Yeah, that's pretty good. You you get good and hidden. Um, at the base of the scaffolding. Okay, so uh, yes, I'm. I want to do that, but um, on my way to the base of the scaffolding, I, if it's possible, if it doesn't completely blow my stealth check, um, I want to uh, give a very high pitched shrill whistle that I know Doran will be able to hear easily. Oh, crap, he doesn't know I changed back. Hmm. Oh, that's right. Can't metagame. Can't metagame. That's true. No, you don't know. Well, I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, don't, I wouldn't know. Doran's probably never told me how long it takes for him to, how long he can stay in this form for, so. <laughs> can a tiefling hear high-pitched noises? Well, it's not going to be like, you know, I can't make a subsonic sounds, right? I mean, last time I checked, that is not part of the halfling features of the race, so. <laughs> it is now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just looking at, like, Goblins have large ears. Yeah. At least the half-elf should have fairly large ears. Somebody might pick it up. But the intention is that Gilly wants to do that first, when he first, just to give a quick warning. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, whatever. It, or if there's some other warning signal that we would have established, like, Whippoorwill. <laughs> or look up here, look up here. Oh, but uh, <laughs> but after after I do that, right immediately upon doing that, then I make a break for the scaffolding and hide in it. Yeah, you got inside the boat. You all hear the whistle because you're. It's not like you're like on the other side of concrete. You're on the other side of you know planks of oak and not that far away. So you hear Gilly whistle. Gilly outside. Your whistle does draw the attention of the guards. Um, and for a, a moment, 
Um, it almost sounds like they're going to raise the alarm, and then you hear more crossbow bolts and more people dying quietly. Uh, Ish. Oh. Brad. <laughs> uh, great, great work there, Brad. Thank you. I'm available for request. <laughs> <laughs> so, do I hear only the sounds of the guards dying? You don't hear any pained dog sounds. Oh, okay. Well, then that's different. The Countess would like to message Gilly um, just to see what's up. I, I love the idea that the Countess's message is, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> you can reply to this message. <laughs> Darling, what's up? <laughs> so she, she'll message, uh, the Countess will message Gilly and say, we heard your warning. Um, what seems to be the trouble? And then I can respond uh, with up to a certain number of words? You know, it doesn't actually say how many words. It just says you can reply in a whisper that only I can hear. Okay, um, then Gilly would just say to you, crossbow assassin out in the docks, taking out all the guards. Uh, the Countess will relay that information to the rest of the team. Crossbow assassins out on the docks. <laughs> Am I the only one that thinks that would be an awesome Wu-Tang Clan song? You are not the only one. No, that would be awesome. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm laying them down. You're picking them up. That's how this works. <laughs> We're smelling what you're stepping in. <laughs> as they say. Nobody says that. Max is going to uh, take off as silently as I can. And uh, I want to run up to the main, do- uh, the main deck of the big ship and go... Um, I am assuming that the bow of the ship, the front of the ship, is looking out into the the main shipyard. Uh, yeah, sure, that's where it's looking. Then I want to I want to run like to the the prow of the ship and kind of hide, but try to get uh, as much try to see as much as I can from that elevated position. So sort of behind the gunnel. Exactly. How's that for a boat term? Roll a perception check. Uh, wait, which of these dice is going to be good for me? Let's try this one. Uh, 11 on the dice, so 16 total. You don't see anything out there. Okay, I am going to ready my hand crossbow just so that I'm I'm ready. Um, but I'm going to try to... Uh, I want to make my entire focus trying to find who is shooting crossbows into guards. Fletch, how dark is it? Like, what time is it right now? It's in the middle of the night, um, and there's a half moon. Okay. So, and Chris, I swear, if you call me out on, like, but the 17th of Leafall, <laughs> there wouldn't be a half moon. Uh, be I a- don't have my lunar calendar handy right now. I think you're all right. I'll give you a pass. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, so, yeah, there's a there's a half moon, so there is some moonlight. Um, there's not a ton. Um, so, my answer, I guess, is pretty dark. Yeah, does anybody have night vision naturally? I'm a goblin, so yes. I'm a half-elf. I would suggest then that the Countess and Max work on this part. Yeah, the Countess will um, take up a position up top, but probably not by Max, just so she can have a different vantage point. Selene will go up with them, but kind of like stay low to the deck so that she's not noticeable. Doran will turn into a giant spider, spider. and he will he will follow them out of the hole and climb on the side of the ship away from where the ruckus was, just below the deck. Okay, I'm going to say that all of you are used to Doran being able to turn into a giant spider, 
So you are not terrified when a giant spider <laughs> emerges from this boat that you were just in. He looks friendly. Uh, everyone has sort of taken up positions on the boat, um, ready to defend from these whatever is out there lurking in the night. We established their crossbow assassins. Crossbow assassins. Chris, you're actually the first to see them because you're so alert and you you heard the sound specifically. And so you know exactly what direction they're coming from. And kind of around the corner from uh, one of the boats and out of the darkness emerge three cloaked figures. Uh, the two in the lead are wearing sort of deep red um cloaks and the one just behind them is wearing a black cloak all right gilly's gonna go ahead and take his cap off his head fold it up and put it into his coat pocket uh, in preparation for a fight um he's gonna stay uh in the scaffolding for now uh i'm waiting for the uh for them to get a little closer uh Fletch, once they're once they're uh, close enough, uh, Gilly, you know, is a monk, so he can actually jump pretty darn far. Um, so once they get close enough where I could spring on them, then my intention is to is to get in the fray and spring on one of these guys. That sounds good. Uh, let me just roll some stuff on my end here. Okay, um, I would like everyone to roll initiative, please. Doran, seventeen. Gilly. 16. Max. 11. Celine. 18. Countess. 4. Oh, oh cleric initiative. <laughs> cleric initiative. Mm, yes. I love it. <laughs> Max, 15 against your AC. Uh, hits. That just hits. Do I get half cover because I'm in position behind the, the wall of the ship. Oh, you're right. You would get half cover for that, wouldn't you? I would. Oh. Okay, Max. <laughs> so a crossbow bolt slaps into the gunnel beside you, um, almost entering your body, but it doesn't. Excellent. And you can see now the three figures sort of out in the uh, uh, shipyard, um, having just emerged from the darkness. Um, Celine, it is now your turn. You are also aware of the presence of these guys. I am going to try to take them by surprise. Are there any ropes hanging off of the boat? No, the mast hasn't been put up yet. So unfortunately, I wish I could go back now and retcon that because I would love this. But this is like, yeah, somewhere Patrick Rothfuss just got really excited and he doesn't know why. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I'm just going to kind of look around an area where I can sort of jump off from the ship and try to sort of capture them by surprise behind them. Um, I'm going to lean on my acrobatics from the circus and do kind of like a tumbling act. Okay, so to take them by surprise, you would actually probably have to jump off the other side of the ship and circle around. Okay. Um, And that would take you another turn like you, this it would be your entire turn getting down from the ship this time and starting the circle around so they're not close enough to the ship is kind of what you're saying yeah like i couldn't yep. jump behind them that's right okay i'm gonna do that i would i would prefer to try to take them by surprise um uh, uh, roll your uh, acrobatics check 17 okay tell you take one point of damage um but you're fine you can start moving i fell i scraped my knee 
and then I run <laughs> silently. Doran, your turn. What do you want to do? Dorian is going to crawl over the deck where those three, there's three up on the deck, right? Uh, no, the, the, you're talking about the three crossbow assassins? Yeah. Uh, no, they're on the ground shooting up into the boat. That's why they missed Max. Are any of these guys, they all have crossbows? All of them do? No, actually only one of them has a crossbow. Okay. That you can see. So how far away from Doran are these lads? Uh, like a hundred feet. Okay. Then Doran will begin making his way over to... The, are they... They're standing, like, on the docks? Um, they're standing kind of on the surface of the dry dock, yeah. So it, they're they're far away from you, but they, they're on the ground. Doran will walk around the side of the boat towards them. He has 30 move as a spider, and so he'll move 60. Got it. Gilly, your turn. Okay, uh, Fletch, how close are the assailants to the scaffolding now? Um, to the scaffolding, uh, 80 feet. They're 80 feet away from the scaffolding? Yes. Do they look like they're making their way toward the boat, or do they look like they're taking up position, you know, like, further away? The one with the crossbow in the red cloak has taken up a position. He's hunkering down. Um, the other one with the red cloak hasn't made a move either way, and the one with the black co- cloak uh, looks content to hang back. I can't quite close. They're 80 feet away. I can't quite close the distance uh, and still get an attack in. What Gilly's going to do is he's going to go ahead and he's going to leap down from the scaffolding. How far up am I? Uh, You're actually ground level, so you wouldn't even have to leap. I hop down from the scaffolding or weave through it if I'm just really on the ground level and just need to kind of extricate myself from it. Um, And then I'm going to go ahead and uh, move uh, toward them uh, quickly. Um, and uh, while I'm moving, I'm going to pull out a dart. Um, I'm going to go ahead and use a key point. Okay. Um, and dash as a bonus action. So I will uh, use my move. I will use my bonus action to dash. I want to look um, for any kind of cover that might be nearby uh, as I'm moving up, like a crate, a box, barrel, etc. Um, and I'm going to kind of move toward that in that direction. Once I've moved about 60, 70 feet or so, then I'm going to throw that dart at the uh, at one of the lead guys there. One of the two in the red cloaks? Yeah, whatever one I can get a good beat on. Yeah, there are some construction materials, like a, a pile of uh, boards and that kind of thing that you can sort of head towards. Yeah. And yeah, you've got a, a great bead on either the, the guy in the red cloak with the uh, crossbow in his hands or the guy in the red cloak who hasn't, uh, who doesn't have a weapon in his hands. I'll throw the dart at the crossbow wielder. Great. Go ahead and roll. I think I'm going to miss. It's going to be AC 10. That unfortunately is a miss. Sails right over his head. Ooh. Yeah. And, and if I have, if I found a good position that offers me, affords me any kind of cover. Yeah. That's what I was looking for on my way up since I had copious amounts of movement. Excellent. But he's up front now. He's only about, yeah. you know, your your choice, like somewhere between 10 and 20 feet away from the, the group of assailants. So the drow in the black cloak pulls a strange curved longsword, and you can see now that it is a, a, a drow. And he darts towards Gilly uh, and makes an attack. Yeah, 21 against your AC is going to hit. It hits Gilly. Oof. Five damage. That that kind of stings. Speaking of which, it's not poisoned or anything, is it? Purple worm. Purple worm nope. poison. <laughs> uh, not again. <laughs> Max, your turn. I was kind of hoping that they would get closer so that we could get the jump on them. 
If they are 80 feet away from where we are, I would also like to jump and try to acrobatically roll off of the front of the ship. Okay. Uh, So that's an 18, 13 on the dice, 18 total. Yep, that'll do it. How much distance will that get me close to them? The the jump and roll is good for like another 10 feet. Uh, And then I'm going to use my cunning action to dash. So that should get me all the way up to the drow in the black cloak. And uh, he is engaged with Gilly. Yes. So I am going to pull my rapier and I am going to stab him. Oh, oh I rolled a 20. <laughs> <laughs> How would you like critical damage? Would you like me to uh, double or... Um, what, how are how are you how are you doing critical hits? I do critical damage is max damage plus a roll. Okay, max damage. So that's uh, eleven points of piercing damage plus uh, six, so uh, plus nine. So that's twenty points of piercing damage, and then my sneak attack is one d six. So an extra one, so twenty one points of piercing damage. Jeepers. Slice down like roast beef. This is why you don't mess with my employees. Yeah, Max, he rocks back from that attack, surprised to have had it come from a goblin. His displeasure is obvious on his face. Countess, your turn. All right. The dark elf in the black has taken quite a bit of damage, and the other two are still undamaged. That's right. One one has a crossbow. Yep. And the other has a sword or scimitar. Uh, one has not drawn a weapon. Ah, okay. Uh, the countess would like to stare down the the one with the crossbow. And you said he's about 100 feet away? Uh, yeah, that's right. She's just going to whisper, time for a stroke of good luck. Um, and she sort of twists her wrists around and a flash of light streaks towards the Stark Elf and she casts Guiding Bolt for 19 attack. That is definitely a hit. All right. So he or she is going to take uh, 4d6 damage. Uh, So that is 11 points of radiant damage. And then the next attack roll made against this target before the end of your next turn has advantage. Great. Okay, so next up is the dark elf that has not made a move yet, and he throws both his hands up towards uh, Max, and a magic, three magic missiles shoot out of his hands. Strike our goblin investigator. Ooh! I hate magic missile. Uh, that's ten damage, Max. <laughs> oh, Jesus! The rogue needs healing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then the, the one with the crossbow uh, lifts his crossbow up and fires at the Countess. 11 against your AC, Countess. That misses. That is a miss. So no damage to the Countess. We go back around to Celine. All right. How close is she now to the three on the ground? With the circular path that you have to take to try to get kind of around them to get the drop on them, you're still 90 feet away, so you would have to move your full movement this turn and then make your attack next turn. Can I get within 60 feet of max? Yes, you could get within 60 feet of max. All right, I'm going to lose my advantage, and instead I'm going to cast Healing Word on max. 
You speak and I hear violins. It's magic. So Max is gonna get a 1d4 plus spell casting. I'll take it. So he's gonna get six to heal. Thank you, I am out of single digits. Level two. (laughs) (laughs) Doran. So I moved 60 feet already. Will 30 more feet get me to the red-cloaked guy with the crossbow? Yes, it will. And how close is he to his buddy with... That's the spellcaster. Um, they're within 10 feet of each other. Well, I'm 10 feet wide. <laughs> so I'm going to go ahead and shove my big spider body uh, in between them and my allies so that they have a harder time shooting them. Aw, thanks, Doran. And then I'm going to web the mage because I have advantage. 18 versus AC on the mage guy. Uh, yeah, that hits. All right, he is restrained, and as an action, he can break free with a DC 12 strength check, or you can attack the web with AC 10 web 5 HP. Great. Oh, he feels so funky. Well, restraint's good. He can't attack without taking disadvantage, and all attacks have advantage against him now. That's real sweet. Dorn will go, I got him, I got him! Which actually just comes out as... <laughs> yeah. Yes. Love Terrifying it. Terrifying the, the three guys. It's gonna eat me. Yeah. Gilbert, your turn. That's Gilly to you. We're not that familiar. <laughs> so uh, anyway, uh, so uh, Gilly's gonna go ahead and kind of just uh, weave into the fray. But uh, so Doran is kind of. He's kind of in the middle, is that correct? Yeah, he positioned himself in between where you guys were and those two guys so they can't shoot you. There is still the, the guy in the black cloak that's on you. Yeah, the, the dark elf in the black cloak is still engaged with you. Uh, yeah, if he's still engaged with me, then I'll attack him. Yes, yep. All right, uh, I'm going to go ahead and uh, make some attacks here. I'm going to channel uh, uh, some of my good old key energy. Okay. My, my uh, boxing mojo, as it were. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and make some a bunch of attacks this turn. So I'll do them one at a time. First attack is my action, my attack action. That's going to be a uh, 24 to hit. That'll definitely hit. Okay. So what Gilly does here is he basically unsheathes his sword from its cane and stabs at him with this. He's going to take seven points of damage from that. Got it. He's still up. So uh, then uh, what he does is he uh, brings his fist around and a hammer strike at his ribs. He's going to whiff on that one, rolling uh, a seven, which is a natural two. And then uh, he'll bring his other fist or he'll bring the fist back around the other time and see if he can catch him on the backswing. Um, And he's going to with that one, he's going to hit AC 16. That is a miss. Okay. All right, so Gilly misses twice. I am going to stay right where I'm at because I don't want to disengage and suffer an opportunity attack at this point. I've spent both my key points. The drow in the black cloak um, uses his action to disengage and he moves to kind of dart around. He just looks disgusted with the way this is going and he moves to dart uh, away and kind of through the boatyard. Max, your turn. What Max is going to do is he is going to fire his hand crossbow at our fleeing drow and uh, hopefully hit him. Uh, so this is a uh, range. Uh, he has a, a range of 120 feet, but uh, only 30 of that is within, uh, without disadvantage. So 
Uh, so 16 and 12, so 17 AC. That hits. So that's a D6 plus three. <laughs> Five points of crossbow damage. Got it. To our fleeing drow. Does he go down? He does not. Uh, then I am going to dash after him. I'm going to use my cunning action to dash, and I'm going to... Uh, I, I can get at least 60 feet. So I'm 10 feet behind him. Countess, your turn. Well, would she be able to climb down the scaffolding in the in the direction that the fleeing drow is heading? Um, you could climb down the scaffolding. It would take you closer to the fleeing drow, but not by a lot. And he's seven, 70 feet? 80 feet? He's 95 feet away from you. All right. So the Countess is going to move as close as she can get on the scaffolding. And again, um, she is just going to whisper to herself, let's press our luck. And unfortunately, luck has run out for the Countess. She only got a uh, nine. That's a miss. The wizard goes, he uses his turn to free himself from the webs. Now he has to roll a strength check. AC 12. DC 12. DC 12, sorry, not AC. Yeah, he gets out. Uh Uh-huh. Crossbow guy goes, except he drops the crossbow. He pulls out one of those curved swords, and he makes an attack against Doran, giant spider Doran. Uh, AC 14. It doesn't matter because he rolled a one. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not kidding you guys. I I think I need to get rid of these dice. Doran laughs at him. (laughs) I can't even do it, can ya? But it just comes out as... Celine, it's your turn. How close am I to the one that broke free? Uh, 60 feet. I am going to try to hit him with my Ray of Frost. That's a 17 plus 5, so 22. Just 3 damage. Great. And then as my bonus action, um, I'm going to cast Bardic Inspiration on the Countess. Luck be a lady tonight. And then I'm done. Doran, your turn. The guy, the crossbow guy. Yes. Crossbow Jones, they call him. Crossbow Jones. <laughs> I'm going to bite him. 22 versus AC. Yeah, that hits. All right, so six piercing damage. And he has to make a DC 11 constitution saving throw or take poison damage. He makes it. Okay. Gilly. Well, Gilly's in a little bit of a conundrum because um, he really wants to pursue the fleeing drow, um, which he can do because he can actually keep up with the drow. He's fast enough. But um, but at the same time, he knows that he needs to help out Doran and everybody else that's sort of engaged with the other drow. So he's going to go ahead and just lay into um, uh, one of the drow that's near him. So... Um, I guess Crossbow Dude is near me? Yeah, actually, cross. you could get to Crossbow Jones and Wizard Drow that I haven't come up with a name for yet. Both. I'll attack Millhouse Wizard Drow. <laughs> I love it. Millhouse, Millhouse the Wizard Drow. Stab with my uh, sword to start. Uh, that's going to hit uh, AC 16. Hit. Five points of piercing damage. And then um, I'll go ahead and kind of just do a quick jab with my fist. And that's a natural one, but halfling luck kicks in. Ooh, halfling luck. Oh, yeah. All right, and that's going to be on the second attack. Uh, 
That's a 16 of the dice. That's 21 total. Hit. And he get jabbed in the in the stomach for six points of bludgeoning damage. Uh, Max, you see the drow in front of you dart around a corner. Uh, he's continuing his escape. Uh, all right. And now it is your turn. Uh, how far away is he? You cannot see him. He ran around the, the corner of a boat towards the city. You lost sight of him. Once Max sees that he is has eluded me and he's around the corner and gone, I'm going to go ahead and uh, run back. I will cunning action to dash back and... Uh, that will get me at least in crossbow range of crossbow Jones. Uh, will that get me the melee range with crossbow Jones? No, but you are in crossbow range with crossbow Jones. Crossbow Jones, uh, prepare to meet um, crossbow Max. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a two on the dice and a uh, seven total. Two zero on the dice, right? You rolled another 20. No, no, no. That's a, that, that's a dose. Dose. No, no, no. no. Two zero. Uh, no, I wish I, I wish I could. It's, it, it's just, it's one, it's one tab over. But no. <laughs> it's just the two. It's just a two on the dice. So seven. Just without the other zero. Seven total. Max, I don't understand. I, no, I don't understand either. I don't understand. I'm usually a dead eye. <laughs> <laughs> I love the idea that the, the crossbow bolt like shoots away into the night and then Max stares down at his crossbow like, well, I don't get it. <laughs> it shoots off at night and you hear, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Countess, your turn. Alright, so the Countess is on the scaffolding how much further does she need to head down the scaffolding in order to get into the fray? The way in, in my head, you made it down the scaffolding and then a little bit closer. So you're actually about 30 feet away from them now. You could close in melee if you wanted to, uh, or you could hang back and, and fire more holy magic from the heavens <laughs> or whatever it is that you do uh, from where you're at right now. Oh, I think uh, the Countess is, uh, is actually going to say... It looks like it's time for double the trouble. And she's going to channel divinity and invoke duplicity, which means uh, there is a second countess that appears near her. Wow, that's pretty <laughs> impressive. <laughs> and she's going to use that uh, sort of decoy to stand more in the light and sort of try to loop around and go for the crossbow drones. So she's, she's going to uh, veer off into the shadows and just use that as a, as a decoy for her turn with the intent of, like, sneaking up on one of the combatants. That's awesome. Millhouse goes. Uh, he fires a magic missile at Gilly. Gilly's down. Oh, yeah, it's pretty bad. It's 14. Oh, no. Yeah. Gilly, uh, yeah, Gilly hits the dirt. Eesh, eesh. That's all, that's all the hit points. <laughs> <laughs> that's every one of them. Um, he didn't like the way that you used your fists to punch him in the legs. At least he can only do that so many times. Uh, Crossbow Jones goes. He makes a sword attack against the giant spider. Uh-oh. What'd you roll? Oh, no, Brad. What is it? How much health do you have? Giant spiders. That is the question that everyone wants to have their DM ask them. <laughs> giant spiders have 2,782 hit points. <laughs> They have 26 hit points. Oh, that's good. Okay. Because he hits you for... You said 26? Yeah. He hits you for 22. 
the fiend. I want to like how does the how does Spider Doran respond to that? Ouch! You fiend! And we're back around to Celine. Who? How far away is Gilly from me? Thirty feet. Okay. I am going to cast Healing Word on Gilly. You speak, and I hear violins. It's magic. And try to get him some heals. That's not too terrible. Alright, so he's gonna get uh, seven. That's a pretty good one. And that's all I'm gonna do on this turn. Uh, Spider Doran. Let me see. I'm gonna try to recharge my web. And it does recharge. But Doran will just bite Crossbow Jones. 15 to AC. Miss. Drat! <laughs> that's a very short one. <laughs> so good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Maximilian. Crossbow Jones is engaged with Doran the Spider. Uh, actually, uh, Crossbow Jones and Milhouse the Wizard are both engaged with Doran the Spider. It's just a temporary thing. Mm. <laughs> we haven't set a date or anything. That's what Drat is. Uh, all right. I'm going to use my rapier. Uh, it's a 16 to hit. Miss. Uh, then in that case, I'm going to use my nimble escape, and uh, I'm going to hide in plain sight. So that is an 18 to stealth. What does that look like? I feel like I'm just ducking into the shadows next to a pile of cargo or debris or construction things or whatever. I thought maybe you just like squatted down and pulled your ears down over your eyes. If I can't see you, you can't see me. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Countess. The Countess is right there next to you in the the shadows. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, I'm in the shadows of this tall person. I can't believe I funded this. (laughs) Uh, Countess, your turn. Well, this is a tough call here. One spell left. There are two things I could do, and one of them is de- deceit, and the other one is actually continuing to engage with them. And they're not—they're—they're lo- they're looking perfectly fine. I'm assuming. Actually, Crossbow Jones does not look well. Is he still glowing? No. Somebody hit him, no, that, right? That ended okay. at uh, your last—the end of your last turn. Right. Okay. She is going to get in behind Crossbow Jones as a bonus um, bonus action. She'll move her illusion a little bit closer to seem like it's it's her trying to get into combat and use that to sneak up on Crossbow Jones and touch him on the shoulder. <laughs> Say, and she's just going to whisper in his ear, "Your luck's run out, my dear." So the Countess is going to cast Inflict Wounds. This is the spell that goopified the other guy, right? Yeah, and you've got your bardic inspiration for a 1d6 if you want to add it in there. Ah, yes. I think she's going to do that then. She needed that d6, so that's a... Oh, no. A 10. Oh, that misses. Are you flanking? You might get disadvantage in that case. Or, sorry, advantage. Oh, that's true, because you're... Sneaking up. Mm. Yeah. And the other, you're... Decoy is also... Plus, if we're going flanking rules, then you're in between Doran. Dor- he's in between Doran and you, which would give you advantage. 
I don't know if Fletch wants to do flaky wheels or not. Jeez, you guys are you guys are making those Pat Rothfuss arguments. <laughs> Pat Rothfuss. Yeah, trying to inject a little bit of that Pat Rothfuss. This is a negotiation. Yeah, go ahead and roll again. <laughs> oh, that is much better. So I rolled a seventeen <laughs> twenty-two. Yeah, that'll hit. Goodbye, Crossbow Jones. Right. <laughs> Well, let's see. He's going to take uh, 3d10 necrotic damage. Jeez. Yeah. So that's a five. (laughs) Yes. Goon to goon. So that's 14 plus... Oh, 10. So 24. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Thus ends the Ballad of Crossbow Jones. (laughs) (laughs) Does he turn into a pile of mystery goo again? Yes. Yeah, with that much damage, he definitely does. <laughs> now you have one drow who has escaped, another drow who has been turned into a puddle, and Millhouse, the wizard drow, still up. Does the wizard drow have any reaction to his friend being turned into a goopy puddle? He pushes his Millhouse glasses all the way up the bridge of his nose. <laughs> And levels a hand at the Countess. And critically misses with a firebolt. (laughs) I literally just threw that dice across the floor. You're fired. (laughs) Critically missing with a firebolt in the middle of a dry dock shipyard is a big problem. This episode ends with everyone standing outside the burning city of Waterdeep. <laughs> <laughs> yep. All of you with Millhouse, just like, uh, I don't know what happened. <laughs> uh, Celine, it's your turn. So Millhouse is the one that's left now. Yes. I am going to get up next to him, whip out my daggers, and swipe at his face. And then try to jab at his gut with my second dagger. So, doing some rolls. Alright, so 19 for the first dagger. That's a hit. That's an 8. So, first dagger hits, I'm slashing him in the face with 5 damage. Uh, great. 5 damage against Millhouse. Doran, your turn. Alright, well first of all, Doran will look down at that puddle... Because he didn't get to see it happen last time. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and happened right in front of his face. <laughs> My God, what happened? Which comes out. <laughs> I love the idea of what a look of horror would look like on a giant spider's face. Like, So he's rearing back. I'm guessing he looks really threatening. But really, it's like, oh. All 16 eyes open wide in disgust. On a giant spider? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then he'll turn to bite Millhouse. Is someone on the other side of Millhouse so he gets advantage on the flinking, or...? Uh, yes, yeah, Celine engaged him, so you would get inva- advantage Super. on the flanking. Good thing, too, I rolled a 2 and an 18. So, 8 piercing damage, and he needs to make a constitution saving throw, DC 11. Ooh, he just makes it. That's Dorn's turn. Gilly! Gilly's gonna go ahead and, uh, get up <laughs> from where he's at kind of shake it off uh, what, what's going on oh oh yeah we're still in a fight <laughs> um and uh i'm gonna go ahead and well millhouse is a puddle now 
No, Millhouse is still up. Crossbow Jones is a puddle. Crossbow Jones is a puddle. Yeah, there's a, there's a puddle with a crossbow on top of it. Yeah. I'm going to have to find a graphic for that. I'm going to go ahead and spring to action on um, Millhouse. Here we go. Stab him with a sword. Max wonders if we should keep him alive. So one thing about Gilly is he never attacks to kill unless oh, nice. unless uh, uh, there's a good reason to do so. I, I If I strike the quote-unquote killing blow, it's actually just the final blow, and it, it will knock him unconscious instead. All right. Uh, so Gilly uh, uh, weaves in and out of combat with Milhouse now. Uh, he stabs at him with his sword from his sword cane. Uh, missing because he rolled a three, so I'm sure that this is it's like an eight. And then he's going to go ahead and uh, sweep a leg out and try to uh, hit him in his leg. Uh, and he's going to miss with a second attack too, as well. He's still kind of um, he's still kind of disoriented from being uh, uh, unconscious and dying for a brief period of time. <laughs> uh, Maximilian, your turn. Max is going to um, reappear from the shadow of the Countess or the <laughs> debris or the construction materials. Uh, Max would like to step up into Millhouse, the Drow Wizard's grill, or at least get uh, in front of him, point his rapier at Millhouse's neck and ask, who are you working for? Um, he does not say anything. Uh, then Max is going to attack with that rapier, but I am, uh, I would like to intone that I am not going for lethal damage with a piercing weapon. Okay. <laughs> as non-lethal lethal as it can be. That is, uh, that is something you can do. Maybe the hilt or something. Uh, 17 on the dice, so 22 to hit. That hits. <laughs> 11 points of damage. <laughs> Ooh. Max, explain to me how you were going to keep him alive. Uh, all right. So in, in what I see in my head is my little goblin fist in my little goblin rapier with its little goblin uh, basket hilt. Um, I take the point from his neck. I raise it and I just drive the, the hilt up into his jaw. So the, yeah, the drow's eyes roll back up in his head and he falls over backwards. He's unconscious. Do we want to take this guy back to the office or do we want to take him to the ship, tie him up and ask him questions? The, you know, the further we move him, the more likely it is we're going to be noticed by someone we don't want to be noticed by. Perhaps we could move this um, towards the waterfront and rather rather than try to smuggle him across town back to our office. Let's get him over to the scaffolding. Doran will shift, uh, shift back to Doran form. But he got a friend out there. They're going to be coming back soon. That's true. I tried to catch him, but uh, I wasn't fast enough. And 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 uh, and uh, what do we do with this uh, puddle? Do we do we clean it up? No, I think we leave the puddle because um, they're going to need to know who killed all these guards and make sure that they don't think that it was us. While everybody's talking, Selena's going to take her tail in the puddle and just write out on the, like, dock, you've been warned. Wow! <laughs> you both are real vicious. I mean, it's... Oh this is horrifying. We get things done. <laughs> now who's causing gang violence? 
<laughs> oh my god. I can see Gilly and Doran like slowly backing up through the ships like what did we get ourselves into? <laughs> <laughs> These people are monsters. I mean, Gilly Gilly likes to scrap and everything, but yeah, he's not into I'm half demon. Oh, I did. You're half a monster. Yeah, let's uh let's take this uh Millhouse over to the over to the ship. Let's tie him up and let's find out what he knows. What does Millhouse know? We'll find out on episode eight of Deep Trouble. Hey, what's going on? It's Jason, aka Max. I edit the podcast and I apologize for getting it up late, but also happy Thanksgiving because this is coming out on Thanksgiving Day. We normally release on Wednesday. This was my fault. I got behind and I was not able to get it done in time. But yeah, I hope you enjoy the episode. I really like this one. It was a lot of fun to record. It was a lot of fun to put together. And we've got some really cool stuff coming up, too. So thank you for listening. As usual, I want to say a huge, huge thank you to Tabletop Audio. We use a lot of their noises and sounds and soundscapes and sound effects and all that stuff in the show. And they have been totally awesome to let us use all of this stuff for free. So go check them out. You can subscribe to their Patreon if you feel like it. And if you ever need noises or sounds or ambiance or whatever for your tabletop games, check out Tabletop Audio. It's all free to use. And there are so many choices. It's kind of overwhelming. You should go check it out. TabletopAudio.com. Next week, we are back with a short rest. Our DM Fletch is going to be interviewing our newsboy, monk slash pugilist, Chris Tulock, a.k.a. Gilly Goodnight. The week after that, we'll be back with episode eight, the interrogation of Millhouse the Drow. Everything's coming up, Millhouse! And that should get us back on our bi-weekly schedule. So again, thank you so much for listening, and tune in next time for more mystery. The Adventure They Wrote podcast is copyright 2018 AdventureTheyWrote.com and is licensed under the Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivative Works 4.0 International License. That means that you can share it, and we really encourage that, but you can't make any changes to it, and you're not allowed to charge for it. If you have any questions, visit creativecommons.org. From that elevated position. So sort of behind the gunnel? Exactly. How's that for a boat term? Nautical terms. He just looked that up. (laughs) (laughs) We need a... We need... I'm officially requesting some sort of sound effect for nautical terms, Jason. <laughs> ding, ding. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be like a foghorn. <laughs> <I love it. laughs> a foghorn or like a tugboat sound or something. It's just going to be Gilly going toot, 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 toot. <laughs> <laughs>